Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to him kid this is our new beginning and it starts tonight a new day is dawning for dx you know who you're talking to Welcome to Xbox One Two Three Sixty, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure it's mostly gentlemen. But <laughs> if I had to guess, there's a few ladies here, so yeah, you never know. That's why. That's why I had the ladies here. Got to represent the ladies in, in this thing too. Anyways, um, good to be back. And uh, this week, our, our guest is going to be Gail Kim, and she's legit, like one of the best fem- lady wrestlers out ever. Oh yeah, female wrestler. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was kind of out of circulation when she, when she had her like big run WWE, and that. But I'm I'm a little bit more familiar with uh, with their TNA stuff, TNA Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, just and just a real, you know, real credit to to the, the professional wrestling industry. But um, anyways, go through the motions here on the couch, <laughs> over here on the couch. Everyone doesn't feel like they're left out. Jimbo on the couch. What's up, Sean? Denise Salcedo. Hey Over here, we missed uh, missed him last week. Bill Hanstock from UpRocks.com with Spandex and the lovely TK Trinidad. I feel like we should just do have you just do it once and then we just insert, just yeah, drop it or in there. Or something, just, right? <laughs> it just feels you know. so or like, monotonous. Hit the like, cue oh, and it just goes through everyone's oh. info. I like it. Put, we'll Jeez. put that on the to-do oh. list for you. <laughs> So, um, anyways, but a little bit later on, we'll have uh, we'll have Gail on. Uh, but there are a few things uh, going on in wrestling, and like things having to do with wrestling. So, uh, what would those be? Oh my gosh, huge UFC! Like, did, did you see the fight, the UFC fight? I didn't see the whole fight, but I saw the the main one, yeah, the one the that meat everybody. Potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody was there. So um, it was in Anaheim at the Honda Center. Yeah. So The Rock made a huge appearance there, and he was mm-hmm. obviously backing John Jones, which is kind of weird when celebrities kind of do that. But um, huge fight between John Jones and uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Uh, Jones came out winning, and um, after that, he issued a, a kind of fight challenge to Brock Lesnar. Which yeah, is quite. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I, I weren't people expecting that because I was hearing uh, rumors of of a Jones Brock Lesnar fight before before the DC fight. Yeah, they had been trading some barbs in the press. Hmm. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that 
Um, behind the scenes, like there was some kind of an, a verbal agreement. Yeah, we'll fight each other. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering our stead wouldn't have gotten this far. Well, yeah. Brock put himself back in USADA testing. Right. What three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they they all knew the score. So you think that they or somebody kind of whispered in both their ears, like this is what should happen, and this is it's just a natural uh, big money fight. Yeah, and really, come on, you know, Jones was out for quite a while, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure it cost him a lot of money. And you know, after this big win, I you know is a big win, but it's not as and it, don't don't get me wrong, DC versus John Jones a huge fight. Yeah, but as far as like. Getting some of that paper back in the bank, like I'm pretty sure this Brock Lesnar fight yeah. is going to blow that away. Come on, he's making a lot of fitness expo appearances in the meantime when he wasn't working. So, well, I mean that helps, but yeah. it's not the same as making that big marquee money. money. Yeah. yeah, especially after the Mayweather fight, they're going to need another big yeah. like drawing mm-hmm. fight. So, yeah, so I see it happening. So, is there a lot of crossover from like because? Brock is so huge in the WWE. Would you get a huge crossover into the UFC, or is there already a big crossover? I think there's already a big yeah. crossover. It always, always has been. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling fans who watch MMA. There's fewer MMA fans that watch wrestling. Correct. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to a UFC? No. Yes. Anybody? Yeah. I, was yeah. at, I was at 100 when Brock lost to Kane. It was sad, but it was cool. Different Kane. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> What I love is how then on Raw, they went on to not really say like, oh, you know, Brock is going to go fight John Jones, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, they kind of, Paul Heyman was like, if he loses at SummerSlam, we're leaving. So everybody's like thinking like, oh, yeah, he's going to go fight John Jones at, you know, in the UFC. So I liked how they did that on Raw where they kind of played to it but didn't right. really use, uh, like didn't really actually say that right. though. But here's the issue though. If he does, so SummerSlam's in August. Um, in Dana White's interview, the post-interview after the fight, he was saying Brock wouldn't be eligible for six months anyway. So is there a crossover? Like, is there, with WWE, like, you have to kind of refrain from another organization to a period of time? So is he giving, if that were the case, or? Well, Brock's under contract with WWE until next WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't be able to fight again until about the Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. if not WrestleMania. So, I mean... WWE and UFC worked it out last time where Brock was under contract and he fought for UFC and yeah. Vince or whoever was involved sort of that as a favor mm-hmm. to both UFC and a Brock. Because really, honestly, it's it's good for both WWE and UFC. Especially Let's be honest with you. because the fight last time lined Brought up so it. well with SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But so, so there's that precedent already of right. like, we'll work with Brock and we'll work with UFC yeah. to make this happen. So... Regardless of whether Brock loses, like there's a lot of there's a lot of different stories you can tell. Look, right. look honestly, it's Brock doesn't lose no matter what. Even if he loses the fight, he, he doesn't, doesn't lose, lose right. because you know that's John Jones he would have lost to. Yeah, best fighter maybe ever. Yeah. Okay, so no big deal right there. Nothing to be nothing to be uh, you know nothing to hang your head sure, about. Sure, sure. So uh, uh, and and you know if he wins, come on. You know. So do you think so? If you when when that because it sounds like we're all agreeing that that yeah. matchup's going to happen. Do you so whose whose corner do you think? Like if you were going to bet some money on, who would you bet your money on? Oof, I don't. I, you know what? You got to you you put money on on Brock because that's the only way to make me money on betting yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not that Brock like doesn't have a chance. Car. Not that Brock doesn't have a chance. It's not that. But yeah. come on, 
you know. Well, because uh, John John Jones is going up a weight class. That's right. But he's a full time MMA yeah. fighter. He's been doing this a long time. And like you said, more people should be talking about him as one of the greatest of all time. If that's not right. the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. If he beats Brock, people are going to start talking about that a lot more. Yeah. Well, I think too, if he keeps his, if he kind of stays necessarily under the radar and doesn't get into too much trouble this time around, which I you know, hope he does. And I was watching the UFC post fight stuff on FS1, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they were trying to. You know, hype up the possibility of this fight. You know, and then you get to Michael Bisping, and he's like, ah, you know, the steroids. And but uh, Kenny Florian pointed out, yeah, John Jones failed the same the same test for the exact same substance, and it wasn't a steroid, by the way. uh, Clomid is not a steroid. So um, I'm just so you know, maybe maybe Bisping is one of those guys that didn't touch any any kind of performance enhancing drug but if he is well I mean he may be I take people's word for it right. but so many people that you you take their word for it ended up being full of shit right so um, <laughs> yeah it's true and some people might not consider something an enhancer but technically it still is like you might yeah. say oh well like uh, for you yeah. know it's just you just never know anyways uh, big I hope it happens yeah. I hope it happens and be it, I, I think it'd be great for, for everyone yeah. And then closer to home, SummerSlam, so Cyborg and Becky Lynch have been going at it. Yeah. So Cyborg just won on UFC. Yeah. So do you think Cyborg is going to appear on uh, SummerSlam like Ronda Rousey did a few years ago? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I do. I don't know if it's going to be SummerSlam necessarily, but mm-hmm. it might at least plant a seed there. Yeah. Like she's in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. They have the some kind of stare yeah. down. Because, I mean, unless she's Survivor been in the wrestling series. ring, unless she's been training in a, in a ring and... And all that. I mean, I don't think she would be ready to do anything uh, by SummerSlam anyways. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It just feels like uh, people have just been, like, crapping on her for so long, Cyborg. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think she finally got an opportunity in UFC. And, obviously, everybody knew she was going to win. It wasn't any big deal. Yeah. Even though that big fight, which we probably won't see between her and Ronda Rousey, is ever going to happen. No. But um, Honestly, I don't really want to see it anymore. Well, I, I would have liked to see it when Rondo was in her prime. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just like, if she comes back... I don't really, I'll be honest with you. I don't really want to see Ronda Rousey come back. I, I don't think she can afford to right now. Like, there's no point. She... Like, just, to no. fighting, period? Or you'd like to see her in WWE? you like to see her doing movies? Well, actually, not the, truthfully, I, I want to see her do whatever makes her happy. But, I mean, I wouldn't... I'd hate to see her, like, go back into fighting if, it's, if she's not all in on yeah. it, you know? I think she's lost it. Like her passion's yeah. been taken out. Well, I think after I think when you're used to winning so much, and then you've been gassed up so much, because she was. I read her book, and she was. You know, Dana put a lot of stock into her, of and he and he believed in her, which was great. But he also kind of put her on this pedestal. So if you're used to being that, and then you get knocked down, like you're not used to that, and then people. It's a long way to fall, you yeah. guys. Yeah. And well, then she loses her, again. She'd gone her entire life without experiencing any significant form yes. of failure. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond that, her mom was a champion judoka. Yeah. So it's like her whole her whole way of life, her entire life, has been everything's going to go right. Mm-hmm. I'm the best. Everything's going to go my way forever. Yeah. And then when that doesn't happen, it's impossible to yeah. deal with. Which is not always the greatest mentality to have. You know, you have yeah. to think that's, about the fact that you could lose one day and I think that's probably why it hit Ronda so hard, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. W, I don't know. I don't know. If the, I think she's she's over the fight. She's going to try to make... She's been doing a couple TV shows, some movies and stuff like that, which I don't think she's... I don't know. She, we'll, we'll see how she... I mean, Gina, Gina Carano has carved out a nice little 
career for herself as an actress. I think Miranda yeah. can do at least the same. Sure. But she's going to sign with WWE at some point. So? I hope so. Yeah. I hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah, as, as, as enough time passes and people forget the... Well, not even that. I feel like you can position her as someone... I mean, because her record is unparalleled mm-hmm. up until the two losses. Yeah. So, like, she was still the most dominant fighter, regardless of gender, in the world for yeah. years. So it's not like it's not like that wears off. Like, look how many times, like, you know, who Randy Orton's lost. Or right. Or he's still a 13-time champion. That's right. I wonder yeah. if she's going to start issuing statements to, to Mayweather again. And after the whole fight with Mayweather and McGregor happens, they'll probably try to do, like, a genderless match. Well, we got the tease of the four horsewomen versus the new four horsewomen. Yeah, but how many people really care about that? I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I know you do, Jimbo. <laughs> maybe, you know, people here in the room, but, like, as a, on a mainstream basis, like, I don't think anybody even knows what that is. Yeah, but I think on I'm a mainstream honest, basis, man. putting out four UFC fighters are going to WWE to take on four of the top WWE superstars right. I, well, is going to get press, and people one, are going to talk about it. There's one UFC, UFC fighter in NXT, Shayna Baszler. She's in the Mae Young Classic, and she's one of the four horsemen. Isn't that Josh's girlfriend? I don't know. I'm not sure. Josh Barnett? Yeah, I don't know. But they're together. Yeah, he definitely has a hand in her training. I think, like, give it, like, three years, and if all four of the UFC four horsewomen sign with WWE, like, give that the time to build them up, because Shayna Baszler's amazing. Is she? Yeah, she's awesome. She's like Matt Riddle. She's, like, just immediately. She appeared on Divas a couple times, too. Yeah, yeah. She's one of those people that you would never, like, you can't believe that they pick it up so fast. She's just oh, really? One of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like Riddle. Riddle yeah. Like, you can't imagine. Like, I, can't, I still can't believe how good he is. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so. I think what, yeah, what you're saying is like we have to on the UFC side kind of have four dominant women. Like the UFC, you only knew like one or two. Because we didn't know the NXT four horsewomen for years, True. and then they became the NXT four horsewomen. So I think that if you bring in, you know, eventually sign all four to NXT or, or Performance Center or whatever. Give us some time to get to know them, and then they'll come together. Yeah. You, you already know they're friends, right. so they have a head start over the other four horsewomen in that respect. And then, like, we get to know them, we get to see them on yeah. WWE TV, and then the two like factions a, go ahead. To Misha it. Tate, yeah, she would be a good crossover. She has the look, she has the style. Like, people were really rooting for her at one point. Like, she would. Kat Zingano too. Yeah, yeah. They, that would definitely be now that. I'm, I'm, hop, I'm hopping on <laughs> your dream a great, now. It'd be a great Survivor Series. Yeah. For sure. Old school, team versus team, captain and captain. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And it'd cross on over paper. into mainstream. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I mean, you're selling it to me. Now, uh, I'm, now I'm believing I'm in this paper, dream. Man, but a lot can go wrong <laughs> in there. You know, especially when you don't have any experience, man. It's not like we can just go out there and say, okay, first we do this. then we. I mean, a lot of shit goes wrong out yeah. there. And if people aren't buying what you're selling and then you're stuck in this you know, that's all you got Apple, to sell? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, well, hopefully shit. all the other women they'd be in the ring with are good enough to cover up those. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Anyways. So, uh, uh, you guys saw SmackDown last night? Yeah. Everyone? I didn't see it. Uh, but Well, actually, I saw parts of it. And, and um, I was pleasantly surprised with the finish of 
John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. How about you guys? I think that we didn't expect it a lot. Everybody mostly thought that it was going to be John Cena against Jinder at SummerSlam. So having Shinsuke take that win was really shocking. And now it kind of leads me like, okay, well, what's going to happen here at SummerSlam? Yeah. Because, you know, if John Cena would have lost to Jinder, it would have been like, okay, it's Jinder's great push. John Cena's not really going to lose much. But now what are we? What kind of dynamics are we going to be seeing right. with Shinsuke and Jinder? So that's going to be really interesting. I'm just curious as to, like, were there any, like, uh, was there any backlash last night of people trying to figure out how John Cena was still trying to bury Nakamura? I mean, <laughs> you put the guy over clean in the middle of the ring, man, yep. and got dumped on his head. Yep. And um, I, that was a real, like, you know, when, when I saw the, the, the suplex he gave him. As soon as I saw him going for it, I'm like, how's this going to, like, because even when it goes well, like, the guy usually lands all effed up, right? Yeah. I'm I'm just kind of happy that we're going to be getting a uh, the American versus non-American uh, face heel yeah. story yeah. is now out of the picture, and now Jinder gets to be just a bad guy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm yeah, and, but look, I still don't think Shunsuke Nakamura versus John Cena was a match that man giving that match away on SmackDown so soon. Yeah. yeah, that's a big ass match right there. But, but a lot of uh, Nakamura's high-profile matches to this point, the rematch has been better. So sort of give him and Cena that opportunity to yeah. work out the kinks. This is the first chapter. They'll meet again. Usually they do work the kinks out stuff on house shows. Right. <laughs> 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 Shade. No, I'm just saying that's how it goes. Yeah. Like, you know, you would, we would uh, say we would have a pay-per-view match coming up while we would work. All right, I'm going to give you a better example. The WrestleMania 10 ladder match, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. They had about 20 of those ladder matches before on house shows before they got to WrestleMania. And you said some of them were even way better. Way better. Way better. Aw. <laughs> that was Lou. Oh, that was Lou yawning for everybody that's, listening. That's, that's her yawning? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. He didn't step on her. <laughs> I was She's wondering. Fine. I didn't see the, the, hear the general snoring, so I was like, oh, this is a different hey. sound. She just bit me. <laughs> She's more active today. Jesus, Lou, who was that? Oh my God, she just bit me with her one tooth. <laughs> you guys, how do you bite <laughs> without with only half of your mouth? You'd be Is that one of those philosophical oh questions. Oh my God, I'm that just distracted She's, she's me growing so. up. Whatever, oh, Lou, so you're on this. Anyways. So are we ready for our guest? Yeah, let's yeah. take a break and we'll come back with Gail Kim. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. She is a 17-year veteran, a former WWE Women's Champion, a six-time TNA Knockouts Champion, a TNA Hall of Famer. Please welcome Miss Gail Kim. All right, Gail. Hi, Gail. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming on. Hey, Gail, we met and, and crossed paths several times, but we never really actually had a chance to actually have, have a, a legitimate conversation, so I'm glad that you could come on today. I know, we, this is kind of true. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's true. And I don't feel like we ever really worked 
Did we work together for, I mean, if we did, it was for a minute, I feel like. Yeah, I think we might have just crossed paths. Like, maybe I was in yeah. uh, TNA for, for a minute when you were there or something. Maybe not even a minute, actually, knowing yeah. me. <laughs> but I will have to say, my, my impressions of you always have been, you are so polite Aww. and so kind and so respectful, obviously. I mean, Thanks. Um, so I'm and thankful for that because sometimes you meet people. At least I think earlier in my career, when yeah. I first started, you meet wrestlers that you looked up to or watched, and sometimes you can be disappointed. So, um, but that doesn't happen so much anymore. I don't feel like which is cool. But uh, but it's yeah. happened. You know what's happened to me, Gail? I'm not going to get into that because that would be us talking about other people and we're here to talk about you today but <laughs> um but yeah, yeah no, now, everybody's cool yeah um i i was just um noticing that you're trained by ron hutchison and god he's trained a lot of great wrestlers he has he has and it's funny because when i found the wrestling school i was kind of, i remember it was I was just searching. I don't know. must have been looking up wrestling. I wasn't looking for a wrestling school. Yeah. And I remember just finding that he trained Trish, yep. Edge, Christian. Uh, you know, I believe, well, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, there was many others. Um, so I remember just thinking, well, obviously, if these guys went there, I'm going to check it out. And um, it turned out to be awesome. Yeah. Because he just really taught me the fundamentals of wrestling um, really well. He was always... You know, kind of when you start wrestling, most people want to learn the cool moves. That's and right. Want to jump into things, and he just always did things the right way. Yeah, everyone wants to learn how to hit the ropes and do spots. Results <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of power bombs. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and um, high flying moves. And were you was Rob Echeverry a part of part of your training there, or was that later on? Yeah, so that was a little bit later on. So Rob was part of the group of Edge and Christian and right. those guys, and he trained with them. And then after maybe a year of me training with Ron, he opened up his own wrestling school, which right. is more lucha based. And I just felt this strong affinity towards that. And he was always a great supporter of women's wrestling as well. Yeah. And he was always telling me, you know, we'd watch something and he would say, oh, well, you can do this. And I, even when I had doubts or you know, any type of doubt, he, he would always say, yeah. come on, Gail, you can do it. And then, I mean, majority of the time, he he made me accomplish things that I never thought I could. He was very good. And, and I, I know Rob a little bit because he actually traveled with myself and Shawn Michaels on a little trip in Canada. Uh, Carl DeMarco. Oh, nice. Yeah, Carl DeMarco. He used to be called El Fuego at one time. I, I'm sure you probably know that, right? <laughs> yeah. But, so anyways... He he could, he probably has a story or two of traveling with us. We were probably all I'm messed sure up. He and, does. Yeah, we were probably completely <laughs> messed up, and he was the only, he was he wasn't or something like. Anyways, that's yeah. Not you're here. right. I don't think he even drinks. I've never seen him drink. No. Or get messed up in any way. So. No. Very nice. Funny. Super super nice. Super nice. Yeah. Guy. Very nice. But, well, with training with them and them instilling the fundamentals in you, did that help you when you went and worked on British Boot Camp to help train those oh, people? Well, yeah, I mean, there was so many years in difference from there. I mean, if that was any earlier in my career, probably not. But when I did British Boot Camp, that was such a fun, fun thing to do. Um, and it was, I felt very confident, you know, because it takes, the thing that people don't realize is that you might be good at wrestling or the wrestling moves or whatever it is, promos, but um, it takes a really long time to 
feel like you can lead and feel like you're really comfortable. And I honestly felt like that confidence came at least eight years into me working and being thrown on television when I was green and learning very quickly, yeah. and, you know, going through all the uncomfortable things. But it took a really long time. I always tell the girls who are very uh, anxious and, you know, pick apart, which is great. You can, I still to this day pick apart my matches and things that, that I do. I'm a perfectionist. But when they do, um, I always tell them, listen, that stuff is going to come with time. It's just experience and, you know, re repetitive, um, doing it repetitively and just a lot of experience. When you're, you know, but like, going backwards a little bit before British Boot Camp, you got to, you got to uh, train with Fit Finley, and there's not a better wrestler, period, in in, in the entire <laughs> business than Fit Finley, and uh, it was, oh, yeah. it was so obvious once he started working with the ladies in WWE. That I mean, the quality yeah. of the of the matches just went through the roof. Yes, I agree with that. You know, with whenever people uh, ask me who is kind of my influences or who helped me the most in this business fit was always one of them and the way that he always contributed to who i am today is the aggressiveness he brought out you know this aggressiveness yes. out of the girls when i first started and i was so green he would say no you need to be more aggressive and so i'd go out there and i'd be more aggressive and then i come back and he's like no more aggressive and i think he said that maybe three matches in a row until I'm literally, you know, safely being very aggressive towards these girls and kind of laying it in. And I, I've kept that with me to this day. And I try to pass that on to the girls that are coming into the company that work with me. So, and, just, and, um, and, 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 you know, and doing things that way is what separates the, the modern day ladies from like the ladies of the past and nothing against them because they paved the way but you know they had yeah. a different style the the women's style was a different style gail right you know that that yeah, fabulous mool that fabulous moolah style with all the the pulling of the hair and the hair whips and all this and and it was just yeah. like okay there's women's wrestling spots and then there's the guy spots and and now and yeah. i think a lot having to do with fit like the ladies wrestle like the guys, if not freaking badder than the guys. Yeah. Especially if you go back and watch. <laughs> I hope that people look at it that way. It's funny because um, my I have two stepdaughters, and they're teenagers. Yeah. And the first time they ever saw me wrestle, they watched the whole show, and I said, what did you guys think? Did you like it? And what did, what did you guys think was good? And they said, well, yeah, we liked it all, but we felt like the girls made it look more real. <laughs> not that it's not very physically real. And so they, they enjoyed that we were more aggressive. And uh, I feel like the girls always feel like we need to be because we are unique to the business. You know, there's a smaller group of us. Right. And I, I know I always feel the pressure. I feel the pressure of topping my last match. I always feel the pressure of actually stealing. I want to steal the show every yes. time. I mean, I, yeah. it's not just about having a good match. I want to steal the show every time. So um, we put that pressure on ourselves. And I feel like girls in general, I feel like girls in general are critiqued a little bit harder. They are. But at the same time, there yeah. was a time when the, when the ladies weren't even looked at to steal the show. You know, it was just a special yeah, attraction. You're, you're right. Yeah, and and you wouldn't even have yeah. a crew of ladies. You wouldn't have a roster of ladies. You would have like one one like marquee lady, and then you would bring yep. in like a, a lady here or there for her to work with. It was it was like you know I yeah. talked to Medusa last week, 
and it was kind of like when they would bring the, the the little people back then. They called them the midget wrestling. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it's get... so true. I mean, I'm so glad it's grown. Oh my god. So. When you went into TNA, there wasn't a women's division in place. Was that something that you had to suggest to them, or had they already talked to you like ahead of time in terms of developing it? Yeah, so basically what happened was I got fired from WWE. I took a year off. I almost quit the business. I agreed to do a show in Australia, and most of the roster that was booked on that show was from TNA. You know, like Jeff Jarrett, Scott, uh, people from the office. And I'd worked with Scott on the indies with him and Terry Taylor, uh, with a lot of their promotions. And so Scott called me up and he said, listen, Jeff really likes you. He thinks that you're talented and we want to have a women's division one day, but we just don't have the time, on, you know, programming-wise. We only had an hour at back then. Yeah. And he said, just be a little patient and we want to bring in some girls. And, you know, I came in, my passion flood reignited because I saw all the guys I worked in Independence with and I was like, oh, I love, you know, it brought back why I got into the business. And then, so a year and a half, or about a year and a bit passed, and I was like, guys, I just can't, I can't manage anymore because I just can't watch these guys doing what I love, and time is just ticking away, and yeah. I, I feel like I've been patient. And so eventually, um, like a month later, Jeff said, do you think you can work Jackie Moore? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like, I'll work anyone you got. And Jackie came in, and they loved it because, you know, Jackie, she, she'll beat any guy's ass. Damn right. <laughs> she's legitimately, and I've wrestled some really strong big girls, the strongest girl I've ever been in the ring with. It may quite and, possibly um, the toughest. Yes, she is one toughest. tough woman. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I have to tell this story, which a lot of fans kind of know if they watched back then, but we had a street fight one time, and yeah. Jim Cornette was our agent, and so Jim's like, have you ever done the pinata spot? You know, with the garbage can over the head and yes. you swing away with the broomstick. And so I said, no, but he kind of explained it, but he didn't tell me which way to swing. You're supposed to look at the feet and all that. And so <laughs> I didn't, and I swung away, and I knocked out her front two front teeth. And she, we taped, I think, another show where she was part of another segment, like two segments later. Her teeth gets knocked out. She said, does anyone have any sugarless gum? She chewed it. Stuck it up in the space and went back out there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, like, that sounds like I her. I was like, bless this girl. Yeah, wow. no. Hey, Gail, uh, speaking of Jackie Moore, I just watched the cage match, the six sides of steel cage match. You have her. Great match. Fantastic oh, match. Thanks. Yes. And, thanks. And, and I was thinking as I'm watching it, exactly what you were talking about a little bit ago just your intensity and 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 so many things that you can't learn in a wrestling school like you're displaying and just and your connection with the people and knowing when to go to them uh when to fire you know when to fire and and it doesn't look contrived you know some people when oh, they go to you. fire it's just like okay this is the spot where i fire up no you do it yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. supposed to happen and and the finish was great too oh. i loved it just what a hell of a match. Yeah. Well, thank you. I don't remember at what level of confidence I was for that match. Uh, the things that stand out from that match, I remember, is begging for that match because we had yeah. never had a steel cage match at that point before. Uh, now we've had several in the company, which is great. So it's almost kind of a norm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but back then, I, we please let us have a steel cage match. And then uh, I just remember 
yeah, the end of it. And I remember this is so silly and this is how into how passionate I guess I am or was in back then. And um, we came back from that match and I bawled my eyes out and I never cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just, there were tears of joy that it happened and that it happened with Jackie and that, you know, we were really happy that it was kind of, you know, because we had to prove ourselves at yes. that point. Uh, yeah. We were still proving ourselves. So, oh, I'd great, say you did. Great memories. Yeah, I'd say you did. And especially, like, I really loved the finish when you were going to walk out the cage door and you say, ah, F it. And you slam the cage door and climb to the top <laughs> of the cage. It was just great. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Well, do you prefer six sides or four sides? Which is something we always ask people who wrestled in TNA. Oh, am I allowed to say this? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer four sides. Uh, but I can do both. I mean, if I was going to pick one, I'd, I would pick four sides only because. Of, well, now I'm used to it, so I don't have to look behind me where I'm whipping my opponent. But um, at first, even coming back to it, when we had the four sides for a while, it was kind of, you know, you, you're just trying to get your placement in the ring. And yeah. um, I, I love that it makes us different. I love that the fans love it because we did do an actual vote, and fans overwhel- overwhelmingly picked that six sides. So um, I think it does make us unique, at least. Yeah. Gail, yeah, my, my issue, my, my main issue with, with the six-sided ring is this. Um, when you're standing on the top rope, it's really easy to fall off. Yeah, so I always kind of use the the ring, the steel ring part. Of uh-huh. it. I don't know how to describe it. The post? But I can't stand on the post. Uh, so okay. I kind of adjusted to that. Um, so it's kind of a pain for people who like to stand right on the buckle right. because it's kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks a little. Work with it. I I think it looks neat, and I didn't mind working in it. Uh, it was just um, it was just the standing. Whenever I went to the top, I'm I already have like a a, a balance issue, and, and I'm afraid of heights. So, uh, yeah. So that was my issue. Like I, some people say, it's a little stiffer to take a bump in it. I never noticed, honestly. Um, I think at times it has been, but now I feel like. Bob, who, who builds the ring, yeah. he, uh, he fixed that. So I don't feel like it's harder in any way. So Not Gail, anymore. So, Gail, what's the difference um, between, in terms of the women's matches for the layouts, what's the difference between TNA and WWE in terms of putting your match together? Oh, I would say, that, that's a good question, actually. I've never yeah, been asked that question before. The, the, I guess the difference is in WWE, it's a little bit more controlled in some ways. For example, you know, we always had Fit as our agent, and uh, most of the time, anyways. And so he would tell us to do certain things at time. Not the whole match, you know, because we kind of work together. But if there was something he really wanted us to do, then we would do it. Whereas... In impact, it's kind of different. Where we have more independence, I would say. You yeah. know, um, and I'm very now at this point, I'm very. Um, I don't want to say control. I am controlling, I guess, in some ways. Like I'm not. Don't tell girls what to do, but when it comes to my own creation of the match, you, like, you I call like your own shots, Gail. Yeah, um, we were together, but. You can say it. You I, I deserve like, it. You earned it. No, no, no. I do. I do. I'm very, um, I have a strong point of view, but I will always, you know, I never tell the girls what to do. I will sure. suggest, hey, you want to do this? Because I, I feel like sometimes people don't think outside the box. 
Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I always strive to do is I, I want to be creative. And I want to think outside the box and do things that other people don't do. And, you know, I, I never want to bore the fans and when it comes to a quality wrestling match. So, but with the girls, you know, I just hear that we all hear each other's ideas and we put it all together. Yeah. It, it's really a team effort, honestly. It really is. That's where I feel like that's the main difference between the two companies from my experience i don't know if it's changed over there because i haven't been there for i don't know now six plus years so i know fit's still the agent there so i mean the quality of wrestling with the women there has gone up tremendously as well so your yeah. feud with awesome kong you know you had the big guy little guy type of match you know what was it like yeah. wrestling with someone of like a different size and how did you, what kind of preparation did you do before this match especially because the crowd was just so behind you and just loved every aspect of this i will say well there's no different preparation i mean after the fact is different because i always well you know what with Kong, I always felt like I literally, I always bring it, but I had to bring it on another level, I think, with her. Um, and it's funny because we'd always say to each other, she says, you make me feel like I'm in Japan again. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the girls are, I guess, very fiery and funny. And I always tell her, I'm like, well, I have to really bring it with you because it's like, if I don't, then it's not going to look good. And um, we just had a mutual respect, too. Um, there's been times, there's one time and people don't know this story, her back went out and they had to keep on pushing our match back and so she didn't seem like she's like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to go out there I'm going to have this match and I said um, you know you're, if you're not with it though, like are you sure, are you sure and I said if I have to slap you across the face I'm going to do it and she's <laughs> like, Gail, you and I have that relationship so you can go do it yeah, hey, as a as a smaller guy, Gail, that that uh, used to uh, make a specialty out of working that David and Goliath style match. To me, I think it's yeah. an easier match to put together. It's um, I enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoyed being the smaller uh, the David to to other people's Goliath. Yeah. So uh, I do too because it gives you a story automatically, you know, um, behind the match. And I believe in you know even if you don't have. Uh, a storyline with another wrestler and you're thrown into a match yep. I believe that you should build a story within that match and entertain the fans in some way and not just go out there and kind of do a basic match and you know? a, a, so. there's a lot of guys that okay that are you see some of the uh, okay like Enzo Amori wrestling I don't know if you follow WWE at all anymore but I'm just giving a quick example Enzo versus okay. Big Cass okay like yeah. honestly they could they could they could have used to watch your match with Awesome Kong to see how you do it. Because, I mean, you kept yourself alive the whole time. You always fought back. You didn't just die, wait, you know, waiting for your spot. To, you know you know what I mean. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think that, that's just instinct maybe at some point. I don't know how. I'm, I, those guys have to be very experienced, I'm guessing. Correct? Oh, uh, you know. Sure I know this. No, I mean not. not okay. They're, you know, they just they just got brought up to the main roster about a year ago or so, right? Okay. But it, I mean, yeah, regardless, I mean, I not just them. Experience. I was just using them as an example, but everyone, right? Everyone could watch that. Like you, you know, like people will use other matches, other guy, you know, matches men versus men. Like 
this match right here is as good as any David and Goliath match to, to watch and see. Like, how you do a match like yeah, that. You could see the intensity that yes. Fit instilled in you from the yes. forearms right from the beginning. The forearms you throw at Kong yeah. look like you're trying to knock yeah. her out. And that was every <laughs> match you ever had with Kong. So you could definitely yeah, see the intensity. I, I mean, I always, I will tell you, after the match, I always felt like hell the next day. Um, but I wouldn't trade. And I told her this. I said, I think you've taken years off my career. And she said, <laughs> but you know what? I would never take back one single second for you know ever right. ever uh for what we had and um yeah like i said it, it's just also a mutual respect we have for one another i just saw her last week actually it was nice to see All her right. she's doing really well with this glow on netflix you like it have you watched have you it? Seen it yes i watched the whole season within two days yeah it's yeah. great right <laughs> yeah i love it i love it and she was a rock star yes yeah, so yeah. I'm proud of her well, is that something you would be interested in? Maybe in on Glow season two, Gail Kim and Glow season well, two. Well, it's funny because I found out about the show happening, and maybe a few months before it all started, I tried to get the job as to train the actresses. I wasn't trying to get an on-screen role, oh, and okay. I found out and I found out Chavo Guerrero got it. So Chavo's one of my good friends. So I was like, oh you took the job that or you got offered the job that I was trying to get. The thing so. is, is the Guerreros have had that job in Hollywood locked up for decades, whether it was Mondo or any, any of them. I know. <laughs> I know. And I said, I'm happy for him. Trevor's doing great too. He's yeah, he is. doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So he's awesome. Hey, so Awesome Kong, she was there uh, when you got inducted to the Hall of Fame. So when that happened, yeah. uh, did any other friends from the industry like call? Like, did anybody reach out to you when that happened? Oh, um, you mean through the phone or whatever? Yeah, phone after, or uh, emails. Yeah, I mean, yeah uh, just got you know people just saying congratulations and um, it meant the world to me that they all came uh, that day. It actually they gave me the choice of who I wanted to induct me. And it was really uh, a hard decision. And I wanted it to be someone female. And, but then, you know, I think it was a great choice to have the three of them because Christy's my best friend in wrestling. Um, I'm the godmother to her child. (laughs) So, and then, and then Taryn and Chris uh, Kong were two of my greatest, you know, rivalries throughout my career. So I just, I wanted all of them to say just a little something and, um, it was a great moment for me to have them there. I the, was really happy. The one, the one person I, um, I noticed that I, I would have liked to have seen there is Molly Holly. Hmm. Yes, and you know I, I didn't ask her, but I felt like she had left the business, and yeah. we still keep in touch. Uh, maybe text, not that much, you know, a couple times a year. Um, but then I just recently saw that she's starting to train at Ken, uh, Kennedy School. Yep, Ken, Ken and, uh, Ken, and Sean DeVaris. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so I was like, oh, Molly's back in the business in some way. So I was kind of shocked because she left for so long. Sure, I thought she, she had... not really uh, keeping up with us. Yeah, like I thought she had enough of it, you know, because honestly, she's t- yeah. she seems like she's too good for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, she was always different from everyone else yeah. in the sense that she was always oh well she was religious yeah um and she was always what stood out to me the minute i met her because she's the one who created my opportunity in the business and 
gave my you know pictures and my videos back then um, to the office to get my tryout and she was always so giving you know and such a kind soul for back then when nobody was giving I felt like it was a more selfish business and I was like, what other girl is going to say to the, Beth Phoenix was also there. Yeah. She took both of our stuff. I was like, what other girl is going to say, hey. Let me try to get you, let me try to get, yeah, let me try to um, get you a spot where you might take my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, everyone else, Gail, everyone else would have taken your, your pictures and said, yeah, I'll give it to the office. And they would have thrown that shit in the garbage oh, can. My. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. And, you know, and so she's like, she's one of the people that I always try to model, I guess, my morale yeah. uh, after because I just felt like, you know what, I want to be that same way and be giving because I was felt like I got thrown in with the wolves yeah. when I started. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, she's okay. You, it's sometimes it's it's easy to um, to leave this industry without your soul, you know? <laughs> And, yeah. and like, yeah. like if, if you use somebody like that, um, you know, as far as like, you know, moral compass wise, like, uh, it, I, you're you can right get track. out of this business with your soul intact. And it's funny cause I was just saying to everybody, I, I would say wrestling's like the mafia. Once you get in, you can't get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it really is yep. for even people who I've thought left the business completely and she's one of them they always come back in some way or want to come back you know and um, it's this deep connection and passion i guess that we all have that's right cm punk anyways (laughs) Uh, (laughs) before we get too far away from uh, talking about the hall of fame i'm curious as to whether you've heard anything about is it going to be renamed the gfw hall of fame is it always going to be the tna hall of fame oh i i'm pretty sure they're dropping the tna um (laughs) Not sure how that's gonna go. Actually, I don't. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. I guess, right? Yeah. Who do you think the next person? Who do you think the next person in the GFW Hall of Fame will be? Oh boy. Or if you had, if you had Um, a choice, who would you put in? Well, AJ's in WWE, so that's not happening. (laughs) Um. A lot of those guys. <laughs> I think if anyone, the person I feel like is most deserving, and probably because I've worked with him so long, so I don't know um, how fans feel, but I would think that they would agree is Abyss. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can't believe I mean, he's not in yet. Abyss Very, has been there a long yes. time. And, and, and like such a, a great talent, and he produces behind the scenes, and I, nothing against all the other producers, but. I think he's the best producer. I mean, he's so good. And what he contributes to the company, yeah. because I know, um, he deserves it. And he's such a wonderful or human. Or it, it could be Jeremy Borash. Uh, like, yeah. He's been there forever, too. Yeah, but I think, I'd, I, think I would go with the best yeah. over Jeremy. This Jay-Z. is a homegrown yeah. talent from there. Yeah. Definitely. And he's such a nice guy. And he like he used to always come up to me. Are you mad at me? I love you, man. Are you mad at me? <laughs> he sounded exactly like him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gail, yeah, speaking exactly what he says. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of the rebranding of TNA to Global Force Wrestling, you know, you've been through yeah. most, if not all, of the different management changes in TNA. Um, what was it like as talent having to go through that and like were you what were your thoughts? To be honest, and 
I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Um, I always said after this last run of WWE, I always said, I'm not going to complain about anything. I am. I know where I'm truly happy. And even if things get bad, I'm not going to complain because <laughs> I do what I love and I'm in a place where I'm happy. And so I was there when Jeff, when we first got on Spike, and that's when I started with the company. So I already know what Jeff is capable of. I already know he cares about the company and where how it's going to succeed. So uh, that in itself, I have the same uh, desire for the company to grow and do better. Um, but when it goes through its downs, and obviously we've been through so many roller coaster emotions, I just kind of go with the flow. I feel like every time, even if the morale is really low, when we get to TVs, it nobody notices because we just come together, to be honest. Yeah. And once the shows start, we all want to put on the best show. So it's almost like the morale gets boosted again every time we go out there. So I'd, I don't notice it maybe as much as other people because I just am happy. And I've always told myself, that's how it's going to be. That's a really good and policy to have because when you get like, you know, and I've done it, I've been guilty of it, getting like caught up in everything that's going on and man, it can just, yeah. it's just the chaos and the, it makes you miserable and then you make other people miserable because everyone's bitching about everything and you know, yeah. mind you, I mean, yeah. there could be, yeah. you know, um, legitimate gripes, but there's there's ways of doing it, you know, and, and there's ways of doing it with keeping a positive attitude as well. Yeah, and I'm 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 just attracted more to positive energy yeah. too. So I don't want to hear, you know, especially too when fans think that oh, we're gonna go down, we're gonna disappear, we're gonna be out of business, and we're still going. <laughs> you know, people were saying that years ago, and we're still going. So nice. So I have a few questions. Um, so you had mentioned in previous interviews that you were really close friends with Alicia Fox. So when do you still talk to? Yeah. Alicia Fox, and and two, also being a Toronto native, um, do you do you go back to Toronto a lot? And have you been to Trish Stratus's uh, yoga spot out there? I have not been to her yoga spot um, because I'm not a yogi, and I've tried it maybe five times and hate it. And I <laughs> I really want to love it because I know it's going to heal my body, um, but I just. I just can't get into it and I don't know why but she sent me because she knew I was trying to get into it she sent me her whole DVD set and her her gloves that come with it so um, I'm definitely using those gloves I just haven't really used the DVDs um, but I have tried and she's she's great at it and I'm so glad that she got to expand her brand into another field yeah. which is great and then I've had other friends that have gone to her studio and they said it's beautiful have you gone to it? I haven't. It's in North York, which is like, as you know, it's like a really kind of what better, say it better <laughs> folk. Yeah, better place as as, as yeah. far as houses and you know, there's richer people. In it's there. a ritzy area. Yeah, yeah, like, in that, that area. Yeah, that is on my to do list. But how often do you go back to Toronto? Well, I actually um, I just applied for my citizenship here. I'm going right. to keep my Canadian citizenship oh, yeah, as to, well. So I'm going to do, do dual. Um, but I lost my green card <laughs> last December again for like the third time. So I said, I'm not going to get another one. I'm just going to apply for my citizenship because it's been long enough and I haven't been able to travel out of the country. So I haven't been there since last year. Okay. So I just got my interview date to become a citizen, hopefully. Um, 
and then I'm going to go back probably, I think I'm trying to go wrestle my last match uh, in Toronto in October. Oh, oh okay. That'd be awesome. Like your last match, retiring yeah. last match, or your last match in <laughs> Toronto last match? In Toronto last okay. match. Oh, okay, I see. And so I'm reti- I announced my retirement for the end of 2017. Silly me, I'm sitting here thinking, why do you need to get a green card? You're mar- you got married now, and like then I start, then I realize, oh he's wait, not your American. husband's not, <laughs> not from here. Yeah, well, he's American. Actually, he is an American. Is he? And I could have done this before I even married him because I had my green card, but um, I just. Even the customs officers were always giving me lectures. Why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah. And so I finally did it. So, like, <laughs> and I it, waited for Donald Trump to be in office to do it. So, like anybody, there might be a few people. There might be a few people that don't know your husband is Robert Irving. Uh, and restaurant yeah. possible. Yes, and um, that was and, my next question, actually. And so. Uh, <laughs> So he's he's actually American. He sounds British to me. Yeah. He he gave up his uh, citizenship there to become oh. an American citizen. Oh, I and see. And I told him, I said, I don't know if I can give up my Canadian. Yeah, don't don't, don't do, do that. it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I know. Don't do that. I know. I'm not. I'm not. Canada kicks ass. Yeah. So so Gail, I have it, to. It does. I have to ask you. You're married to one of the most well-known chefs in the entire world. What's yeah. your favorite thing that he cooks for you at home? Oh, hmm. I mean, honestly, there's not one favorite thing, and it sounds like I'm not giving a real answer, but everything he cooks is good. So he doesn't cook that often, because people think that cooks for me all the time, but we travel all the time, so we don't have a kitchen. Um, And when he's home, he doesn't want to cook, because, I mean, that's what he does some of the time that he's on the road. So I will, everything he cooks at least is something different than I would cook because I don't know how to make these. Uh, first off, we cook healthy. So yeah. when we do, I'm not, he has better knowledge of making different types of sauces that would taste good that's low fat. Like I would just probably get something out of a, a jar. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Hey, t- please tell him, I think he makes a hell of a protein uh, bar, by the way. It's amazing. Okay, I will. Tastes Definitely, great. Yeah. Well, if you guys are always out on the road, you must eat out a lot. What is it like going to restaurants with him? Um, most of the time, it's it's kind of half and half. It's great because they send out food, you know, because they want to show them, you know, their skills or what kind of dishes they have. But also, they get so nervous. Like, the servers get so nervous, so we get sometimes bad service because they're too nervous. Yeah. And they normally act like the rest of the, rest of the table doesn't exist because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're so concentrated on him. Um, and then I'd say the only con might be, you know, people who come up a lot uh, while we're eating. But, you know, you just accept those things and get used to it. Yeah. Do they come? You, you get a double, you get a double double. You get people that know who you are and people that know he yeah, is. So that's what, I was, that's what really, I was wondering. You're I not mean, going anywhere. Him, no, I mean, I if I'm around, I guess wrestling fans and stuff. But it's funny because when he comes to my work, yeah, he is Gail's husband, and then when I'm the rest of the time, I'm his wife. Nice, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> Mr. <funny>. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we call him Mr. Kim. That's great. I always tell him that. Nice. <laughs> That's so awesome. Hey, so when you did you guys meet when he came and did that thing, uh, WWE SummerSlam? Is that where you met? Yes. Yes. So for SummerSlam, 
he did his old show, Dinner Impossible. Right. And um, it was funny because I wasn't supposed to be on the show. And Mark Carano, every week you're supposed to check in to get your appearances for the week. And he had left the room, so I started scrolling through his computer, which I never have done. I never Ooh. did before that moment, honestly. <laughs> I never did. And he walks in and he goes, what are you doing? I don't know if you'll remember this. And I said, oh, I'm going through your computer. And I just noticed that there's a Food Network thing. And I love cooking and I love food. So why am I not on it? Because originally it was supposed to be, I think Taryn Terrell was supposed to be on it. And then so he goes, okay, we'll see if we can get you added. So he got, he got me added. And then the day of the actual shoot, she got sick with food poisoning. Oh, no. So, I mean, I was already added regardless, but um, that's how we met. Was we, the only- Gail slipped her some rotten food and got her <laughs> sick. <laughs> you know, that's the version Robert always gives. He's like, yeah, sure, she got it. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Probably put some visine in her drink or something. Oh, damn. Karen's <laughs> one of my good friends. I haven't heard one that one in a while. So, um, so you were planning on retiring at the end of 2017. What's the game plan or what do you want to do uh, after the retirement? Um, well, I started producing um, for the company. And so I am just started that at the last TV. So I'm kind of doing double duty right now. And so I'm really looking forward to doing that because I was already kind of I guess in the last year or two, I already felt like I was changing my mindset in the sense of just helping the girls a little bit more. I felt like a mom or, I don't know, big sister. And so I felt like the natural progression was to go in that direction. And I'm fortunate because I'm still able to stay in the business and do what I love and contribute to the company. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to miss wrestling. And if it wasn't for my back. If it wasn't for my back, I probably wouldn't have announced my retirement. But, you know, at some point, there's got to be a reason. And I, I never want the fans to see me getting any slower or not giving, being able to give them my all. So I always said that once that, that started happening, then I'd have to hang it up. So The thing is, Gail, is, to my word. is the, the great part about it, though, is that it's it's your life and your career, and yeah. if you want to wrestle again, you can do it at any time you want. You can change <laughs> your mind. It's you know it's it's as simple it's as that. It's so funny because everyone in the company keeps on saying to me, "Well, you're not really retiring." <laughs> Just <laughs> taking like, a moment. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Um, not I'm because my back is just my L four yeah. and L five are pretty much gone. They're pretty much gone. So um, I'm just. I don't like I said. I feel like I'm not going to be able to give the fans my all, and I don't. I don't want them to remember that. I want them to remember Absolutely. me being at my best. Now, is there any so. matches or any dream matches that you wish that you could have before um, you're finished? I know you had mentioned that um, Natalia, you would love to fight again, as well as um, Alicia Fox. Is there anybody else added to the list that you'd like to? I mean, there's a ton of talented girls in that company, right? <laughs> Obviously, um, that I would love to work with, but. I'm not in that company, so right. it's. I doubt that it'll happen. Um, and then I, I do want to work with Rosemary again in Impact. And um, they're, I'm trying to think, because I've worked with most of the other girls, and the other girls I feel like, uh, I, if I could work all of them just to help in some way, obviously, I would. I, I just, I, there's too many girls to really mention. And well, 
I, I don't know because a lot of people have been asking me, "What do you? Who do you want well, to be your last match?" Say like, this way, I don't know. Say there's a fantasy match, like you could create whatever you know. It could be whatever, whoever you want. Oh boy. Well, I I don't want to answer that question. Well, <laughs> because they're all in the other company. Is there any the majority of them? Most of those girls are very experienced and have been. Who would you, you like know, to? Uh, who would? Are there any girls available out there right now, Gail, that you'd like to see come to, to uh, GFW? Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's a couple of girls that have a lot of talent that I feel like I've seen that uh, have a lot of potential. I like I like Britt Baker. You know Britt Baker? Yeah. She's on an independent scene. Um, a lot of these girls are, have only about two years of experience behind them and obviously have a long way to go, but I've seen so much potential from them. Um, so I think that they'll be great one day, you know, even better than what they are now. Um, uh, I like, who else is there out there? I'm trying to think on the independent scene. Are you familiar with we Mercedes already Martinez? Don't have this. We've picked up a couple of girls, but I can't actually reveal that right now. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> there. No, no exclusives for us? Hey, you know, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Gail, Gail, I was I was reading. Um, it might it might have been a few months ago. Uh, Stephanie McMahon sent out a tweet, and she was praising Triple yeah. H for. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, she was yeah. praising him for the work he's done with the with the ladies, and and you sent yeah. out a uh, a tweet, maybe replying to that, and uh, basically just talking about how you know, hey, let's not forget about what TNA has done. I, I'm paraphrasing. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and I always actually give credit to Hunter for yeah. the WWE Women's Revolution because he is the one that did start it in NXT. Because without him doing it down there, you know, I don't, I don't think it would have happened up on the main roster. Um, so kudos to him for believing in the women and even when I left that company he was very kind and said you know you're talented and I hope that we can do more with women's wrestling you know to this day uh, but I, I just I feel like it was done before that and I don't want you know I think Impact Wrestling deserves credit for that because they were doing it I don't know like how long ago more than seven years ago now wait 2007 yeah, sure. Yeah. No, and well, and, and the, what, what I was getting at is a very very fair point you were making. Absolutely, I don't see how anyone yeah. could really argue with that. No, and you know, and the thing is, they've never stopped doing it. Right. That's the thing. Uh, so once they started, they started the women's division and brought the title there. They've never had a lapse in time where they don't have the women treated as athletes or you know. Um, strong women and giving them the time to wrestle in the ring they've never strayed from that but i will say when i was in wwe the first time i liked the balance of having a women's division um you know it was like trish uh, victoria jazz uh, molly and all those girls and then on the other hand they had the girls who didn't want to wrestle so much and um, that's why like don marie and and Stacy, I thought yeah. the mix of the talent was awesome, and I thought you know some guys would like to look at the girls who will manage and be more characters, and then have the women's division as well. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen those girls just be. I would have liked uh, for the company to just let those girls stay in their roles and not force them in the ring. Actually, 
Yeah, yeah, because some of them didn't like it, right. you know, and I was like, well, why are, you, why are you going to force them if they don't want to, and they're already strong in their characters. Right, and they still so, brought a lot to the table. They were still, you know, bringing something, they were still oh, all, yeah. adding a lot to the show. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. So. So, so, Gail, looking back at your career, what would you say was your most memorable moment, something that you would cherish um, with you after your retirement? Oh, boy. Uh, that one's hard. I have a couple, so um, I think probably what will come to mind is being the first TNA Knockouts champion because cause I, we fought for it for so long, and I just kept on saying, like, I want to wrestle, I want to wrestle. So it was like the payoff to what I worked so hard for all that time and begged for all that time. So that that will probably be the top moment i guess I could right say. on so you know what's so great about that too what's so great about it is yeah. and i remember this you, your segments were the highest rated segments on the show you know regardless yeah at that time it was it was great i mean it was more than we ever hoped for. All we wanted to do was go out there and kick ass. And it wasn't so. a fluke. It wasn't like, okay, well, they had a good lead-in segment, so that's why their ratings are good for their segment. No, it was week in and week out. That's a fact. Well, I will say I will say the contributing factor to both her and Taryn, and you don't see so much of this these days in wrestling in general, is it was a long storyline. Like yeah. They built both of those storylines over the course of six months. And now I feel like people rush storylines and it doesn't last that long and they build to the next pay-per-view, which is the next month, you know, and yep. it's not enough time, I feel like, for the fans to get invested and get emotionally attached. And uh, I feel like with both of those, they were built slow and right. And so that's part of the reason, a big part of the reason. Yeah. Hey, Gail, do you, do you have a plan uh, for your exit for your last match? No. No. no plan. No ideas, nope. no thoughts in your head? Like, geez, I, I, if no. I... Huh. Interesting. I, I, mean, I've, I mean, a lot of people have asked me, and um, I, it's just hard because the first part is really the opponent. Yeah. And um, I've had a hard time with that. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, there's not too many shopping so, days left till gonna, Christmas, Gail. It's going to be discussion. <laughs> it's going to be discussion, but... Um, well, the fans will have to see. There's yeah. been some ideas thrown around. So. Well, in, T- er, in TNA at the time, you've done lethal lockdown matches, uh, cage matches, mm-hmm. ladder matches. Destination mm-hmm. X is coming up. Possibly a yes. first ultimate blood match. X match? No, first blood? No. I, well, all I know <laughs> is I'm trying to go for the title, and that's what I'm aiming for because I've told all the fans I want to retire on top and, you know, at my best. So... That's my goal, but we'll see what happens. We'll have to see what unfolds in the next couple of weeks on TV. That would be nice. That would be appropriate for you to uh, retire as the champion, I think. And then well, they and then they can have <laughs> then they can have a tournament like a May Young Classic style tournament for the title. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which I love, by the way, that they're doing that. Uh, I was going to ask you I, about I that. I am actually. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to watch it because there's a lot of girls in that tournament that. I, I like and that I feel are talented and that I've come across in some way or another, you know, met Russell's or whatever it is. And I'm so happy for them. I think that it's a great opportunity yeah. to be seen. 
you know, just beyond the independent scene, and hopefully some of them will get contracts out of it. Yeah. Hey, Gail, like when, when you're done, like uh, we were talking about Trish expanding her brand, uh, and do you have any, like, directions that you're uh, hoping your brand goes in? Well, I'm always one of those people that I don't, I almost, when I talk about it, I don't want to jinx it. And that's fine. I always kind of go with, I, I kind of just always go with the flow of, let's just say that when there's opportunities that are brought to me, yes, most of the time, if they're something that piques my interest, I can't, even out of fear, I will never say no. I just, I'm one of those people that I don't want to regret not trying something or doing something and um yeah you know who knows i don't know a lot of people talk to my husband and i about doing stuff but nothing has been right so far that we feel like it's right but there's a couple of things that have been presented and we'll see how it all unfolds now is it something you've talked but definitely the wrestling is always going to stay yeah sure because yeah, that's my true passion. And so have you talked with your husband about doing something, doing a project together? Because I know, like, sometimes that can not be the best thing for a relationship. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and that's the whole reason why we haven't done a lot of things that people have presented to us. Because we just don't want to, for example, a reality show. We would never yes. want to do that because I feel like it's a curse. <laughs> um, we don't want to do a reality show. We and then we've got to find something that plays to the strength of both of us yeah. and that can be balanced very well and not just something that's thrown together because people always look at us and think, oh, food and health and fitness. And we're like, okay, well, what is that, though? What makes it interesting and what makes it different from things that are out there? So uh, we're just picky. The, I think we're just picky. And, you know, and, he, he, and he's got a full schedule. Oh, uh, I was going to say, and because and people, um, you know, they talk about, well, so, you know, about you doing stuff with food. Your husband's jacked. He ever talk about getting <laughs> in the wrestling ring? <laughs> he's done some stuff here and there with uh, Impact where he's been in the crowd. He's never done anything in the ring. And I was, he, you know what it is? He knows how hard it truly yeah. is. And I think people who, don't know the business and they watch it they think oh yeah i can do that that." they could barely step into the ring and you know it's way harder than people think and so one time oh i gotta tell the story so we're at a live event one time and i tried to include him and i said just give me the napkin when i asked for it because it was just this spot yeah (laughs) And he was so unnatural and funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, I go, babe, you're so good at being you on television. That's but when great. it comes to wrestling, I'm like, that was really bad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so now he learned. He learned. He's learned through the years. And he always says, I respect what you guys do. So I would never try to do it. Right on. Right on. And one more question yeah. about, your, uh, about your marriage. Have you guys thought about having kids? We are not going to have kids. Okay. I have two step girls who are one's in college and one's in high school. And I think that, you know, because of wrestling also, obviously, I've never had the opportunity to get pregnant and I never had the, the strong urge either. And so, 51, I'm 40. And so, we're just like, if we had kids now, we'd be old parents. Right? <laughs> so, um, I think we're just going to enjoy what we have. Yeah. Do you got any dogs? Do you got any dogs and cats? Uh, 
No, we travel too much to even have a fish. <laughs> no dogs in your life. Come on, Gail. We don't have anything. We have nothing. Yeah, we. Oh. But we're very blessed. <laughs> yeah, you are. Anything else you guys are, <laughs> well, want to throw at Gail before we let in her go? Your, in your Hall of Fame speech, you had this great quote that says, A successful woman creates a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at her, nice. which I thought was excellent. Yeah. Uh, who were some of these Thanks. brick throwers? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not necessarily br- – well, I felt held down in WWE to be – you know, and there, it, it, that's no secret. Um I just never, and it was just the wrong timing, I felt like, within that company, because when I first came into the company, the women's division was strong with Trish and Jazz and all those girls, and then once the first Diva search happened, it kind of went away, and that's when I got fired, actually, and um, mind you, it brought me my best friend, which is Christy Hemme. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I was and, just thinking about it. Um, it just always felt like it just never was, it was never that company was never a right fit for me. I felt like what I had to offer was never utilized. Um, uh, my personality just didn't fit within that company. I just never enjoyed it both times. So I'll just chalk it up to, you know, listen, I met my best friend. I met my husband. Right. I met great friends for life. Uh, all those experiences made me who I am today. I wouldn't take it back. Mm. Hey, you ever talked to Nydia? Um, <laughs> Nydia? Yes, I just saw her at an appearance. I love that girl. Isn't she the awesome? She's I love her too. The, she's the best. Yeah. She just has another woman with great energy who gets yeah. along with. She's a girl's girl, and um, and she and the guys love her too. You know, obviously. No and, kidding. <laughs> I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to date her for a couple of months. <laughs> several years ago and she you was did? just amazing yes it was like a little summer romance thing Aww. it didn't work Aww. out though because i lived in mexico i lived in mexico and she has such a beautiful little daughter and she's happily married now yeah. Aww, that's awesome yeah have you seen her though lately she yeah amazing. amazing right yeah. she's an amazing woman yeah she looks so good in many ways she truly is <laughs> she's quite the character too. i don't want to know about my <laughs> we're all shaking our head here. So, hey um before we let you go gail is there like do you want to plug any um any of your social media or any projects you got going on yeah so i am on social media on twitter and instagram um gail kim it's me and I don't have Facebook, so a lot of people ask me that all the time. And whatever you see out there is fake. Uh, so, and and then Impact Wrestling, you can catch me on Thursday nights at eight o'clock on Pop TV. Nice. Awesome. Destination X, August seventeenth on Pop TV. Gail, yes. thank yes. Gail, thank you so much for for giving us your time no, today. You. So grateful of for it. Anytime. And Anytime, I, guys. I look forward to actually having a conversation with you in person one day. Yes, let's do that. Yes. We definitely have to do that. Take the cool. time. Now that we're friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you so Thank much, you so Gail. Much, guys. Thank That's you. So much fun. Have an awesome day. Thanks, Gail. Thank you. Gail Kim, ladies too. and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's take a break real quick and we'll come back and close the show. Sounds good. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. 
Hey, we're back on Xbox One Two Three Sixty, and uh, Gail Kim was fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, she was so great. So yeah. much fun. So, uh, you, hey, Denise, great questions, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love Gail Kim. I yeah. was lucky enough to see her at a young age wrestle in PWG, and she was one of the first women women that I saw wrestle in person. That I was just like, wow, like she's got skills, you know. And it was. was just, she was she in PWG before WW? Uh, um, I don't remember. I d this was back like probably like an 05 ish around there. Oh, so maybe that was right between. before. Yeah. So no, oh, in between. In WWE in 2002. Right? Mm -hmm. It was in between. Yeah. But like seeing oh. her in person was like and so up close was like next level for me because I had never experienced that before. Yeah. So seeing that, I was just so impressed by her. So that I've always had so much respect from her from that oh, moment cool. on. So. Cool. So, all right, you guys. What else do we have going on here before we get out of here and let That's these it, people? Man. All our yeah. social media. Yeah. Uh, have you checked your DMs yet? <laughs> no. Uh, all no. our social media, After Buzz TV on Twitter, The Real Xbox, um, IG, Xbox12360, Facebook, Xbox12360 Show. Um, also on iTunes, make sure you give us five stars. We will not accept anything else. <laughs> make sure the comments keep coming for YouTube and et cetera. Also, Sharts at Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash Sean Waldman. Uh, the newsletter. Denise made yes. this awesome newsletter. Tell us. Yeah, you guys can now sign up for the newsletter. It's a monthly newsletter that's going to be coming out the first of every month. And you guys can go to our Facebook page and you can sign up there. We will also be posting the links up on Twitter as well. It's all the latest news and exclusive stuff as well, which is really awesome. It's really yeah, awesome. Like I worked really hard on it. I shoot some um, shots on footage. Yeah. It's like, you know, a little for a little extra stuff that. Uh, that will be in the newsletter. And, and we got polls, some, too, so people yeah. can can tell you what they want you to talk right. about, which is really awesome. Sure. And, okay, the first newsletter is the first newsletter, everyone. And it, it, it will expand, and, you know, more things will be added to it and all that. But mm -hmm. I hope everybody enjoys it. And thank you so much for doing that, Denise. Of course. Kudos. And um, I'm at the Real TheRealXPoc on Twitter. And Lula is at It's Baby Lula on Instagram. <laughs> and other than that, where you can find, find me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. You guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. And you can find Bill at Sundown Motel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> why do you everywhere, call it again? Nope. <laughs> everywhere on social media, every platform. Hey, Bill, why Sundown nope. Motel? No. <laughs> and you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. It is the final week of my birthday season. If you do want to we contribute, made it. we made it. Everybody, what we day did is it. your actual birthday? My birthday's tomorrow. <gasps> oh! What? So if you guys still want to contribute to the Boys and Girls Club of the U.S. or Canada, please go to the taglines on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. I really appreciate you. You've donation. been working this birthday gimmick, season gimmick all month. Six weeks, actually. Six weeks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I was thinking the birthday season, your birthday is the midpoint. See, I tried that. It doesn't work because uh, after the birthday happens, people are not yeah, feeling like, it. So you have to do a buildup. So I've been doing dinners all week. So, okay, so after <laughs> after your birthday is the point in the six weeks when people aren't feeling the birthday. Yeah, they're not. Okay, they're not. They're not feeling. Yeah. It. I can't wow. say, hey, take me out for my birthday when my birthday was two weeks ago. Uh, so yeah. Like when you said season, you like met literal season, season. like yes, in six almost six weeks. Yeah. I got like a thirteen-week TV season. Uh, no <laughs> I mean, it it's. It, it, Again, I, hope, I, hope, I hope you get your back nine picked up. You know, well, <laughs> it, it just means like you know you people you people that you don't see or talk to often. You know you reconnect with them in the world that we're in now. We're so invested in our phones, society, all this other stuff, and you know we still need to reconnect with folks. Yeah. And so, you're celebrating your birthday for six weeks. Society. It's like hey, we it's, appreciate it's, you. Hey, it's my birthday. You have that. no choice to say no because <laughs> it's my birthday. Let's go out. Yeah. All right. So all right. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs>
Hey, uh, so next week. Uh, next week in studio, uh, NXT superstar Drew McIntyre will be joining us wow. as they're awesome. in town for a show at uh, what is it called? What do they call it? The Nova? The Nokia? No, no, yeah, it yeah is I the think Nova. it's the Novo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. All right, everyone. <laughs> See y'all next week right here on X Pac 1, 2, 3, 60. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire X Pac 1, 2, 3, 60 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!